Hey guys, this is Greg with the Grindline Podcast, and I am here to talk to you about DraftKings. With mobile betting now live in Michigan, it has never been easier to get in on the action and make those games mean just a little bit more. All you have to do is set your lineup, sit back, and watch your games. It's that simple. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion, that's billion with a B, to users across all sports. So work on filling that wallet today with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good evening, everybody. We have a great show tonight, uh, mostly because we have a special guest. So joining joining Ryan and I tonight (laughs) is uh, Twitter legend, Red Wings meme queen, now co-host of the 200 Foot Pod and contributor for Winging It in Motown. We have Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. That was quite the intro. It makes me feel very qualified. Like I should have that on my resume. That should be just, uh, that should just be your resume. That should be be your header, to be honest. (laughs) I just got to add Nobel prize to the list. Almost there. I'm, I'm creating peace through, you know, Red Wings memes. Yeah. And tigers. As depressing as they are now. Yeah. You're, you're like friends with the tigers, social media people now. Yeah. Pretty sure she is. We just don't know yet. (laughs) <laughs> you think I'm the social media person? I'm friends with myself. I mean, have we seen the, the Tigers social media person and you in the same room? I don't think we have. The Tigers Twitter account is is a Sarah burner is what it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but we have a uh, we have a couple things to talk to Sarah about tonight. Most notably, the eighth annual Detroit Red Wings Awards, probably the <laughs> highlight of the past at least five seasons because the Red Wings are so bad. Um, this is the highlight of the year when you get to vote on what are more importantly, I guess, more important than the NHL awards because the NHL awards suck and are boring. These are fun and uh, a creative and give you the chance to kind of speak your inner fan in vote form. It makes you feel kind of accomplished. But I think we're going to have Sarah just kind of go over maybe if you had any themes in mind when you were coming up with them, kind of uh, some of the new awards. And then, of course, we have uh, sponsored awards as as usual. Before that, real quick, I think uh, do you want to Give a shout out to your Twitter handle because I think I'm not sure if Greg mentioned it. Just in case those out there in the Twitter sphere don't know your actual first name. Ah. Yes. So I am at Helmeroids. That is me. And if you didn't know, Helmeroids is a real person and her <laughs> name is Sarah. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. I just wanted to, I wanted to clear that. So everyone was like, who the hell is Sarah? Thanks, Ryan. Everyone should I, know who I, Sarah I, is. They should. should. <laughs> they should. But we, you know how things go sometimes. Yeah. Like how you were asking if I was ready and I asked you about what, about five different times before this happened. So yeah. And next time I'm not even going to ask you if you're ready. I'm just going to start going <laughs> and you'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah do. Um, all right. Anyways, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, did you have anything going into this that, that was maybe different from previous years or just the same? <laughs> I have to figure this out. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you described it very well about why they exist, which is the NHL awards are boring and they're, stupid. They're terrible. And the Red Wings don't win all of them. Um, so that's Shame. that's how it all started. I feel like the past 
two or three seasons, it's been very like at first being like, oh, God, I got to do this again. And then I remember it's really fun. <laughs> I just have to like it's I mean, it's kind of like watching a game. You have to like talk yourself into it and hope it's going to be fun. <laughs> but this is fun. This year's pretty much the same as last year in terms of kind of the general motivation and the number of awards, although on the ballot, there's only 17 awards because two awards do not require voting because they are based on facts, not opinions. So that's different. I've never done like a fact based award before. <laughs> you don't get a I've vote. This done, is how it is. <laughs> I've never I've never done anything that's not like feelings based. So so that'll be that'll be different. I have not revealed what they are and I will I will not be doing that because then you could just look them up. And Wait. That would not be fun. Um, but yeah, I've got a couple of awards that are that are new, a couple that are from last year, from previous years, um, and a couple that have survived since, uh, since year one. I don't ever, you know, I always want to have at least one or two awards that have been there the whole time to have some consistency. Um, there was a notable to, omission yeah. for me this year. Oh, was the pylon award, uh, the, the trader award. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wasn't that retired that, after last season? That was, that was retired after last season. Um, because Marion Hosa kept winning. <laughs> As he should. That was it the was, reason for the award. I had thought about renaming it the Marion Hosa Award and then saying he's not eligible. <laughs> like he's wow. he's the king of traders. Um, but then I wanted to do different ones and I, I kind of had these, you know, quote unquote sponsored awards. Um, and I added two more. Um, I had three last year. I added two more this year. So that kind of you, you, you could have sponsored it. You could have said you wanted the trader award. So uh, you'll have to keep that in mind. Well, I go. didn't know that it wasn't going to be Future part knowledge. of the awards. Yeah, that's true. I had no insider <laughs> knowledge. I thought she told us last year that, that she was going to retire that one. She may have. And I may have. Or maybe not last year. Well, it's Actually, it's been I think. Did we talk about this last year? Or was it two years ago? No. I think we did two years ago. It was two years um, ago. I, so I take that Did back. I have it last year? I may have already retired it last year. I don't well, remember. last year was the first year that we did an award. And we have another award this year, which I think is phenomenal um, yes. that I came up with a, a pretty nice graphic for. And now I have to make nameplates and heads for it. <laughs> it's um, a really good graphic, everybody. I was going to say. I think it's the best 15 minute Photoshop job I've it's, ever done in my great. life. Um, but I think we'll go through them award by award. And I have uh, there are some standouts for me. Um, and, uh, and the first award is the Bingo Bango Award, which is the Mickey Redmond tribute. Uh, there were a lot of choices. Um, you gave quite a few possibilities for these. Well, that was the problem because so I have like a well, it was supposed to be 12, but then I accidentally messaged the wrong person. So it was a 13 person <laughs> nomination, <laughs> nomination committee. There was two Caitlin's. I have I know two Caitlin's and I, I picked are they spelled the same? Yes. That's weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, all right, we're going to just have both both Caitlin's in here. And uh, everybody like I, I asked this year, I guess I did a little different because I asked for instead of one nomination, I let everybody do like three, sometimes four, just so it wouldn't all be the same one, because I really didn't want to have to pick any. I revealed to you guys two years ago that I, <laughs> I had occasionally <laughs> had to make a pick and I, I really didn't want to do that this year. So. But the problem was then everybody, especially for the Bingo Bango Award, had completely different 
ones. And it's hard to remember good goals. I have yep. to think about this is the one I really need to think about for next year. And if there's a better way to do it, because I didn't remember any goals. So I really needed help with yeah. this one because even I didn't. Yeah. I was like, we had only anyone remembers, which is why I included videos on the ballot. So, so well, people could catch up. Yeah, thank you for that. So I have a remedy for this whole goal situation. Whenever a good goal happens, just uh, put a sticky note on your laptop and write the time and date. <laughs> and uh, put good goal next to it. And then we could just track them all at the end of the year and pick the best one. <laughs> just do bingo, bingo, and the date. And yes. I think that'll, yeah. that solves it. Uh, that can be that moving forward. There you go. Yes. Um, but the nominees for this uh, award this year are the Verona Backhand Beauty versus the Canes, which that is, that's my winner. Um, that is the best goal I've seen all season. I don't think anything tops that. Uh, you have Fabry's Drop Pass, uh, from Larkin, which that was a good one. Uh, Ernie makes the Preds look like pylons. Any Adam Ernie goal needs to be up for best goal of the year. Um, that that was the reminiscence to Dadzik against uh, uh, also the Preds. <laughs> yeah. And that was hilarious to see those comparisons. Adam Ernie channeled his inner Dadzik. <laughs> um, Svetch's snipe against Columbus. Uh, Verona out of the box for his first goal against Chicago. Larkin, Zadina, and Fabry. Uh, the Dream Team and LGD Backhand Special versus the Preds. But I have to go with Verona Backhand. That is one of the best goals I've seen for the Red Wings in, in a while. I can't, I'm trying to remember who I picked. I want to say that that Fabry goal, just because that ended up being a steal and then tic-tac-toe. And I think that was what I ended up choosing because it went from Zadina in the middle of the ice, got it down below the circle to Larkin, who immediately fired it across the ice along the uh, the, the goal line there to Fabry to slam it home and beat beat Columbus there. So I, I think that's what I chose. I yeah, we have so me. few like pretty goals that are yep. you know not like an individual effort. I was. I was glad someone had mentioned that and that I got to experience it again. I'm like, oh, we are capable of <laughs> of pass, pass, shoot. Just it's extremely rare. Look, there it is. There's the talent. All, Look, then they're all injured anyway. So it's like, all right. I'll rem- I was like, oh, yeah, they're all like injured. now. Yeah, I think. Um, but I think Verona is nice to think about. I hope Verona runs away with this one because that was I mean, like you said, it's rare for us it to see beautiful. really good goals. And that was a really good goal. Yeah, I felt kind of bad having Verona on there twice, but I was I couldn't deny Uh, either of those goals. So I was like, all right, there was and those. I think every single goal he scored was nominated by someone. I was like, no, (laughs) I have to to limit this. I need to. And I was glad people voted something for Adam Ernie because I I didn't know what I couldn't remember any of his goals, but I wanted he deserved it. He deserved to be on the ballot. Well, yeah, he's had more goals than he's had in his entire career, basically. So he needed something. Throw him a bone, Adam Ernie. He and he'll likely be on the team again next year. So maybe he'll be nominated again next year for I'm another award. Neither am I. I mean, you want a fourth line player that can actually control, or third or fourth line player that can actually contribute offensively. Adam Ernie's probably your guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, better than another year of Valtteri Filippo. So, <laughs> um, so the next award on the list is the Hot and Ready Award for Heart, Hustle, and Grit. Uh, and this year, I think it's gotten tougher, Sarah. Um, in previous years, there had not been many that I think that could is. have stolen this award from Luke Glendening. Yeah, um, if if Tyler Bertuzzi had been healthy, yeah, I think that would have made this you know a lot maybe an easier decision for for voters. So I was mm-hmm. almost glad he wasn't 
on the ballot. I really thought everybody would nominate him again, but they didn't. Um, so I think that makes it, you know, a lot a better award even um, just because it'll be not 8,000 votes and versus like two votes for everybody else. Are you, are you saying you took out Tyler Bertuzzi so that he no, couldn't I'm be part of this award? No, I'm saying the nomination committee. <laughs> he had back not, surgery, Sarah. <laughs> I'd say the nomination committee took him out. And then oh. I was really surprised because I was prepared to put him that put just leave him on the ballot because I copied it over from last year. No, when I when I, I said took it out, I meant you were the cause of his injury. Oh, <laughs> oh wow that got dark <laughs> uh yeah me i'm five foot three i'm five foot three and very weak i don't know how i would have i guess hey. like i mean i don't know i could have like tanya harding it I exactly guess, <laughs> if it could happen at the joe it can happen at lca <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> the hot and ready award is for heart hustling grit and the I nominees i think i went against the grain yeah, the nominees were Jonathan Bernier, Adam Ernie, Luke Glendening, Giovanni Smith, and Troy Stetcher. And this year, I think I actually voted for Giovanni Smith. Did you? Really? I think I did, because Smith, I think, is the is the heir to the Luke Glendening throne. Um, <laughs> I'd buy that. As far as the, the toughness and battle goes. Uh, but Smith, I think, is, is more scrappy than Glendening, but has that same kind of, I don't know, what you would call it moxie to his game. Uh, where he's just fancy he gets in the corners and he doesn't mind mucking it up and and grinding to get to get not so much of a goal but to get puck control and he's good at battler and and he's not afraid to throw down and beat people up so i would say giovanni smith i think i would have went the same route had he been here the entire year i think i ended up still going with glenn denning but my number two or close to it or i may have actually voted for him i can't actually remember it was like a week ago might have been troy stetcher yeah, Stetch has been think, real good. And if it wasn't for Stetch's injury stint, I think he would have been the hands-down winner this season. Even though Glenn Denning's the easy one to go with here, I think Stetch is going to give him a run for his money. But it's also hard to leave out Jonathan Bernier. Like, Bernier's been insane. Yeah, so it's like this is a good award, almost. <laughs> That's why I said this year's become very competitive. Because <laughs> you could really, you could say the same thing about Ernie for everything that he provided. He started out slow and then just exploded out of, out of nowhere with his season, leading the team at one point in goals. I mean, granted, Mantha was traded, so that kind of helped that point. But regardless, <laughs> um, I will, I will tell you, there is currently a tie for first place in this oh. award. And how close oh. is second place? It is close. It is See? like 4% difference. Wow. So, how many votes uh, are on there? Right yeah. Now? How's, how's turnout so I'm far? I'm curious so far. So we are at 697. Okay. Votes. Beautiful. There we go. That's good. What did, do you remember what you ended up with win? last year? Last year was a little, not as great. It was like 400. But okay. the year before was like 1200. I think All that right. was the first year that I like because I had like so we got we got some work to winging do. it at Motown involved a little bit more. So it's like let me give get some free publicity here. Um, so we nice. could go one of two and ways, you guys. So I helped. Um, we need I, to get Max involved. I could post it on the Facebook group that has over yes. ten thousand people in it. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. Do that. Do that. Um, but yeah, if you want to, if you want votes, you can get votes from there. Um, but yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm pretty pleased already with the. Uh, with a turnout, and there's still a week. Yeah, a week there's to go still before quite a I bit. have to start start making them. And I I love that a lot of the awards are actually really close. So, Good. votes still 
definitely make a difference, everybody. Just yeah. Yeah, we normally tweet it out a few times to... Your vote matters. <laughs> that's why you created the sticker. It's amazing. Yeah, that, that's what's different from last year. I made an I voted sticker so everyone it's, could feel it's really beautiful. validated. Um, so the next award is the Jason Williams Award for the Most Forgettable Player. And that hurts a little bit. because J- Come on, Jason Williams... <laughs> This is like my favorite award, though, because <laughs> it's, it's been here the whole it's been there the whole time. And I always use the same picture for the award. It just it uh, makes me laugh every single time. So so the nominees for Jason Williams Award, Alex Biega, uh, Matthias Broma, Christian Juice, Taro Hirose and Calvin Pickard. Um, I want to say most forgotten by the Red Wings is probably Matthias Broma after him getting in in the games uh, at the beginning of the season and then just dropped off the face of the planet. That's um, such a bummer, too. I'm I'm going. I think I said Alex Biega um, because yep. he was always on the roster, but never on the ice. So, <laughs> yeah, Thanks for showing up, bud. <laughs> or while well, he was on the ice and you just didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, I think he got. And was he? And he's, he's he's been, been in one of the in, games. He's been in. The, he's been in the games. But that's yep. I mean, that's the whole point. Define of in. <laughs> he's he been is, playing. He has physically been on the ice. <laughs> OK, but but on like purpose. <laughs> And not, not just like got lost. This this was intentional. <laughs> this wasn't a fluke. He wasn't out there for warmups. Oh, yeah. I think that was my, my I think that was my winner was Alex Biega. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. It's it's disappointing because he's a damn hard worker. And every time he, he's on the ice, like he's doing something seemingly positive. <laughs> I, I said that really odd but he sure is doing something but uh yeah it's he he's fitting his role quite well and he's also younger than me that's i mean being forgettable is kind of a compliment on a really bad team for defensemen yes and for a defender on a bad team yes yeah so congratulations also christian juice (laughs) for being for being just good enough i personally don't ever forget christian juice because but that's because i'm biased because i was a hershey fan for the ahl okay um from growing up nearby so i remember him from that and being excited um i don't yeah i don't know who i'd vote for and I, I every year I'm like this. Well, not every year, but I'm like, this is the year of Tara Hirose. I feel like he's taking the crown of the this is the year of Danny DeKaiser Man, for me. That right? I always have like one player that I like champion. And I'm so sure that this is their year. And I'm always wrong. Now, so see, I, I would have said doing that. I would have said Tara Hirose, too. But I also follow the Griffins on Twitter and Tara Hirose all over the place. He's player of the week mm-hmm. for the Griffins this week with seven points in like seven games. So so. Yeah, Hiroshi, he'd be forgettable if you didn't follow Grand Rapids. So that yeah, would reveal people who voted for him. You're you're being called out now. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, here's a random comment. Was Juice is is he hurt? Because he hasn't played since April 10th. No, I think he's been a scratch. He's just been a scratch, huh? Because Biega, when he left the, so he's been out, and since he left the the lineup, Biega has been in form. Uh, on April tenth. Let me check Roto, but I don't think so. I, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall on, anything with Juice on uh, no on injuries. I can see. I see it. Because I feel like they'll be like, oh, we we only have six defensemen. I'm like, well, you don't. You just don't want to play <laughs> any of the ones that you do have. Yeah, yeah. no, we really, we, really we hammers more. home the most most forgettable award here because I didn't even realize he hadn't been playing. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, Juice has been out for for quite some time, and a, m- a I, month. He's been he's been gone for a month. Yeah, I can't find any injury report <laughs> on Christian Juice whatsoever. So just his pride. Yeah, um, when you but, even but when he you scored search, the goal that broke the power play drought, he, he did. did. He did. It's not a complete loss. Um, but but to his discredit, when you search on Google Roto Juice injury, um, Brooks Orpic comes up. So that doesn't help <laughs> you whatsoever. How does that even happen? I good did, question. Did he injure him? No. Um, at some point I've, in the past. Brooks Orpic's very retired. Um, I don't see anything on here where it mentions Christian Juice. Um, it's just they both played for Washington, and there's your connection. <laughs> but uh, yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna say Alex Biega because even when he's there, not really. So uh, the, the next award, which is good. And kind of sad now that Athens CU is gone, which is the actually no. Now that Athens CU is gone, it makes it more yeah, even. We, there's actually competition a, now. That's exactly why it's it's there. This is like going to answer once and for all, and then it will probably be off for a co- <laughs> you know a couple of years or so until we get some new some yeah. new brows on the team. Now I say the highbrow award for best eyebrows is between Robbie Fabry, Valtteri Filippola, Joe Valeno, uh, Jacob Verana, and Philip Zadina. And I will venture to guess that currently Joe Valeno is winning. Uh, I got to say that's that was my vote. It was also my vote. Interesting. <laughs> no, I'm not oh, revealing anything. Oh, Jesus. It's close. No, it's close. It's close. It's a close. We, tr- we tried. I feel we like tried. we almost got her. Yeah, <laughs> close. Um, it's close. I figured with Athens <laughs> gone that this would be closer. Because I, I assume he ran away with it when it previously. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I think it was it was like him and Fabry were kind of close but not not as close as i expected i think it was uh it was pretty pretty solid and that's why i was like well let me bring it back and see who's you know who's got the crown because if athens was still here i'd be like no yeah. <laughs> why bother yeah the only thing these pictures made me notice is jacob verona has one heck of a forehead yeah that's um, not a flattering picture it's, no that is a very unflattering kind of looks like see that's where he looks like loki uh yeah that that's the picture that's, i used where i put the, the loki helmet on him uh-huh. he has yeah. a, he has an odd shaped head he really he really needs mastermind to- mega mind <laughs> mega mind there we go mastermind yeah you know <laughs> you ever see that movie mega mind where is it yes. will ferrell voices a blue guy <laughs> that's kind of yes. what verona looks like in this picture <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to say Joe Valeno. Uh, he has taken over the Athens throne of eyebrows. Also the cult of Valeno. So you can't vote against him. It's true. Otherwise, yeah, that's, bad see. things happen to you. Uh, if he wins, don't know what, if, he wins if he starts running away with it, I'll know that Habs Twitter found out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they are obsessed with Joe Valeno. <laughs> uh, so the next award is the Three Leaf Clover Award. Uh, clo- oh, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Yeah, the, three, the Three Leaf Clover Award for worst luck. And uh, Jonathan Bernier, which I'm assuming is from his injury stint or having to play in front of such a god awful team for the first part of the season. For me, it's for his life, for just having to deal with this team. Just becoming such a good goalie, but having what he has in front of him. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi for mystery injury that resulted in back surgery. 
Uh, Matthias Broma for being cast aside as a redheaded stepchild. Uh, Thomas Grice, who actually has turned it around quite a bit and become very good. Uh, they both have top 20. Is, is that what it was? Max tweeted out that him and Bernier are both in the top 25 for yep. is it goals against or goal, save percentage or something. Uh, I believe it's goals against. Uh, you've got Michael Rasmussen, who, again, has become very good uh good for what he is very good and then you've got philip zadina who just couldn't buy himself a goal uh no one was passing him the puck uh he very frequently they'd put the camera on him and he'd look extremely disgruntled (laughs) so Uh, upset either an angry f word and when he scores it's a happy f word so one of the two um i have several a gif of just zadina saying the f word uh but i i think for this one i voted for bertuzzi because we still don't know what happened to him all we know is it resulted in a back surgery in new york (laughs) yeah I, I, i had the same vote there and it's because of the injuries and the fact that he just he can't catch a break not no pun intended there but (laughs) <laughs> he apparently caught this something. year, last year. I want to know what it is because it worries me. Because does he have the DeKaiser issue? Does he have the Zetterberg issue? What is it? Because is he going to be? He's younger. Yes, the recovery is likely there. Yeah. But what's the long term going to be? Well, the thing so that, the that's thing scares, I took it scares away the shit from me it. for this one. The thing I took away from it is that they said he will be ready for the start of next season. They which, always say that. Which will be. Yeah. It, but if they're not lying, that's October. And if you're recovering from a back surgery that quickly, you got to kind of assume that it's not that bad, but it kept him out for a majority of the season. So it's got to kind of be bad, right? Yeah. And then it'll be like the first game back. He'll get thrown to the ice and he'll be like, oh, God, (laughs) his back will explode into a million pieces. Because that's what happened to DeKaiser. He was getting like knocked over and just like, oh, he just got back. Yeah, DeKaiser is basically a geriatric now. (laughs) And I say that him being like, what, 33 or 35 yeah, thirty. So brave, Su- such an elderly man, and playing professional sports <laughs> at the age of thirty-five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'll, I, I would assume that Bertuzzi should win this um, simply because he was doing so well. Uh, get, the Kaiser's get, only thirty-one, by the way. Is he really? <laughs> oh lord, yeah. he's the same age as he, me. He turned thirty-one in March. Oh no. Then what is my life going to be? <laughs> I planted a garden in my back hurts. He's playing hockey. It got surgery. Uh, it's, it's all downhill from here. I might as well give up. Oh, um, tell you. But yeah, Bertuzzi, I think it's partly because he started off where he ended last year. He started off really, really well. And we thought this was going to mm-hmm. be another amazing season for him. And um, then again, like he got to Tanya Harding, like Sarah said, and he's gone for the whole season. <laughs> yeah, we thought and, that top line magic was coming back and then no, and it's gone. Yeah. And I guess Listen, we'll see. I wanted I wanted us to get a good draft pick and I, I did what everyone else was too afraid to do. <laughs> <laughs> Twice. You sacrificed. you sacrificed for us. Uh, but yeah, I think that that uh, next year he'll pick it back up. That's it's bad luck this year. So, so the next award is the tablescaping award for the best playmaker. Um, the the title, Sarah, the tablescaping award. (laughs) Well, it's okay. So I was watching Bosberger. This is like two or three years old. I think as one does Um, maybe more, but any there's a, there's an episode 
where Jean is like at a tablescaping competition where you like you literally set a table <laughs> with like a theme. I you know, vaguely yes, I remember magic. that episode. Yeah, it is so, hilarious. So that's where that's where uh, the name came from. <laughs> For the best playmaker, so tablescaping, the best set up guy. Table, yeah, very clever. Uh, (laughs) Your nominees are Philip Peronic, Dylan Larkin, Michael Rasmussen, Bobby Ryan, and Philip Zadina. And I, this is the first time I think I've struggled with playmakers because Mm -hmm. normally I say Larkin nine, like ten out of ten times would be Larkin. It's easy one to fall back on. But Zadina has been a phenomenal playmaker. And a lot better than I think we we thought we knew he he'd be a goal scorer. I don't think we thought he could be the kind of setup guy that he has been this season. And mm-hmm. and I think I voted for Zadina this year simply because Larkin's kind of been a little out of it. Yeah, I, this one was tough for me because it's hard to go against Taronic because of the year he had. I think he's still easily leading the team in team in in assists, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, but. Rasmussen, we saw big change from him. Larkin, as you said, he's the easy one to kind of go on if you don't really, if if you don't really feel like taking a thought about it. But I went with Bobby Ryan here because really? the impact the impact he was making, especially early on with Zadina and and Fabry, that line was really unstoppable for a short time, and then until the injuries came. But when he was out there, I thought the plays that he was able to set up and create, whether it be shooting or passing were some of the best on the team. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Cause I, cause like when I got the nominees for this, I was like trying to remember, you know, I was like, wait, who's a, who is a good playmaker on this team? Cause it's easy to remember, you know, the bad stuff. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm trusting people that these are the playmakers. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you felt like you could justify all the choices. <laughs> that makes me, me yeah. feel good about the, uh, the committee and how well they did. Because I did that not stack this good. ballot. <laughs> I did not stack the ballot. Not the, this the time. Raz I know. one's tough for me, though. <laughs> well, Rasmussen recently has has been better, and Rasmussen yeah. has had some really good um, th- throwing throwing it in front from behind the net, stuff like that, or standing in yeah. uh, coming in off taking the side up the and, aggressiveness factor, like yeah. the goal there. Yep. Yeah, so I could I could see Rasmussen too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with really any of these for playmakers, but I, I have to go with Zadina this season simply because he's really, really started to find his game and what he's good at. And it, it's looking more like a complete game than than a lot of us would have thought. So I want Zadina and I could see this one also being kind of close. Uh, and it is. Yeah. And I'm not lying. I could be just totally lying about all of these. You want <laughs> and it is. It's close. <laughs> it's, it's they're close. all close. Yeah, you sound good, though. <laughs> um, so, so the next award is the Fifth Gear Award for Most Clutch Player. And the nominees, only four. Uh, Bernier, Fabry, Larkin, and Zadina. And and this one, I, I almost had a hard time with because I would have put Adam Ernie on here. Uh, or Ooh. I would have put Ernie Ooh, on here, yeah. and I may, depending on how late voting was, may have put Verana on here. Um, but I think mm. I went with Bernier simply because he's been so much better of a goalie than than he had ever previously been. 
which kind of scares me going into and the off no season. Reason, for exactly. no reason whatsoever. Yeah. He just hated <laughs> Colorado and Toronto and everywhere else that he was ever a goalie. He hated them and only wanted to play here. But uh, Bernier is, is just, and it scares me going into the off season because we need a goalie and he's going to cost money. Um, yep. But, but I'm going to say, I, I, I voted for Bernier because he has kept them in games that they had no business being in. Yeah, I, I can't fight that one at all. It's uh, that that's a no brainer. If it's anyone but Bernier, I'd be very surprised. To be quite honest, if this one's actually close, I'll be surprised because if it's with it's what close. Bernier's, it's close. Is it really? for second for second place? <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I, I guess I don't, I, I don't know why I'm saying like a surprise. Is it really like I know who's actually in first? Um, but but I'm it, just you trying could to show also... that I'm I'm telling the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd gotta say second place is probably between Larkin and Fabry because Zadina though looking really really good it he's not being given i think a lot of the chances that that he's he should get so uh, I, but i mean it's got to be bernie right ryan yeah i agree yeah absolutely well you have hard to, to get, hard, hard to go against it <laughs> oh whatever sir i'm not expecting any <laughs> answers from you <laughs> kind of am Uh, So the next award is is one of my favorites because I run into it literally every day. I argue with these people because they're real dumb. Uh, The Torch and Pitchfork Award for Team Scapegoat. Jeff Blaschel, Thomas Grice, Darren Helm, Anthony Manth, and Mark Stahl. So for for most of the season. This needs to be broken up between like parts of the season. Sure. I don't (laughs) think Stahl. I don't think Stahl was ever a scapegoat. I think Stahl was genuinely bad for a bit. Um, I think he was just, we looked at it and we're like, oh my God, Mark Stahl. And then he'd do turn, he'd turn it over. He'd be insanely slow or it just, it'd be bad. And we'd be, God, Mark Stahl, what are you doing? But I don't think we ever blamed Mark Stahl for the team being bad. We kind of went into it knowing that Mark Stahl wasn't going to be good. And we're pleasantly surprised that Mark Stahl's actually been good. I don't know if I'd say not been he wasn't going to be good. I don't think we expected that bad out the start. Oh, they threw him away, Ryan. They gave us a second round pick (laughs) to take him. It's because he had a contract. Sure. All all people who play in the NHL have contracts. Okay, a large contract for his age (laughs) and where he was at in his career. Sure. You know Uh, what I meant. They did it because he worked on a sod farm. They needed needed sod for Comerica, so they brought him in for the hometown discount. That was one of the best (laughs) Mickey Redmond talking about the sod farm. Thunder Bay. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, But... Yeah, and then they sh- that was funny because they were doing like the uh, Jordan Stahl like tribute thing, and there was like a painting of Jordan Stahl, uh, and then two the two other Stahl, but Mark Stahl wasn't in the painting, like they just <laughs> forgot about him and left him out. Um, but it was yeah, they, they bring up all the stalls and they're like yeah, uh, and then when Mark Stahl and Jordan Stahl played. Um, the other stall brother couldn't be there. So it was just that they, they don't like each other. I think, I think it's a secret family feud between all the stalls. Um, but the, I, I, and I constantly deal with this. It was Anthony Mantha until Anthony Mantha got traded. And now it's, yeah, it's, it's back to Jeff Blaschel again, even though like we talked about on the last podcast, Jeff Blaschel, I think there's a very good chance of him being signed for at least another year. Because 
because of what has happened in the last half of the season. Just when when Iserman gave him good players uh, or at least decent players, they're performing well. And I think they're performing above expectation of a bottom five team. So you can hate on Jeff Blaschel all you want. And I, I will still tell you that Jeff Blaschel makes dumb decisions sometimes and that he lets Dan Bilesma have way too long of a leash with special teams. <laughs> but I can't fault him for for much this season. And I I will say that right now he is the scapegoat of the team, though it was Anthony Mantha. Darren Helm's Darren Helm. I mean, he's uh, you can't. It's hard to be mad. If at you him. expect anything from him, you that's on you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's but, true. You should always be happy, pleasantly surprised whenever he does something good. Sure. Um, but I would say at the beginning of the season, up until his trade, it was Anthony Mantha. Uh, but I, I put it all back on Blashill as a scapegoat. Yeah. If I put Justin Applicator on there, you still would have voted for him, even though he you're goddamn wasn't right. There. <laughs> Franz Nielsen, even though he hasn't played half the season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that this one having Blashill on here almost is a like a giveaway of an award it's because it, yeah, Mantha he was the scapegoat for a lot of people, but I think it was on the individual effort rather than the team effort. I think that's where it's going to kind of change the award in my opinion of this, of course. So I went with Blashell. Sarah, do you ever think of actually mailing players their award? Uh, I don't want like a restraining order. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get it in the mail. They'd be like, what's this? And then they'd have to go online to figure it out. We should just do it for team MVP and have all, all the podcasts like sponsor some like, tiny get them, little no. metro detroit award store and get a trophy and have it sent to the red wings <laughs> believe get it one or of those not. like kids trophies <laughs> believe yeah. it or not those crystal <laughs> awards you can win for your like company are not expensive <laughs> you can get them totally for like 40 bucks <laughs> Um, be like, just, how do they know? How does she know my address? <laughs> <laughs> no, you I'll send it to, to, to LCA. You, attention there, there player go. name at Little Caesars Arena. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we move on to the Sunshine Award, which is the player with the nicest smile. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi in the ty- I want to order one of those masks. Um, can you order those? The Tyler Bertuzzi. Probably. You've got to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> because I need one in my life. Uh, it was like one of the first pictures that came up when I was Googling like Tyler Bertuzzi. Amazing. Smile. And I was like, oh, I have to I have to use this picture. <laughs> You've got Luke Glendening with the missing tooth. Giovanni Smith with the missing tooth. Evgeny Shvechnikov with the missing tooth. And then you have Verana and Zadina. And I voted for Verana based solely off of that picture. <laughs> I don't even remember a picture. I put actually. Let's go look. I think it was some kind of Capitals Awards or something. It looks like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> Some inferior. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not these awards. These ones have a backdrop. They spent too much money. Yeah. Well, he wasn't he wasn't smiling in any of the Red Wings. (laughs) 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 When I was going to be like blurry or like he'd have the helmet on because I was like, no one has the helmet on. Um, So I had to do that. And then I Zadina, I had to like there wasn't anything really with him like face on smiling and i was like it's the dimple though that's what people want to see yeah so let me do a side shot to get the little the little dimple you got his good side you got his good side <laughs> ryan what'd you pick uh, uh i think i went who did i go with i, I think it was fetch it's such an innocent little smile 
I love that the Giovanni Smith picture has fo- football underneath it. Sanford well, and KC. Where did that? How did that come up? So okay, so it was like a they did like a Super Bowl like poll with the players. Oh, I was like, who do you think is who's gonna, gonna win? win? Yeah, like who remembers the Super Bowl? No one. Um, but I couldn't find a better picture of him smiling, and this was such a good one. He was so he was so happy. So, and again, oh, I, I oh. didn't want ones with helmets, and it's hard to find non helmets. I also didn't realize how they were all missing teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Until I was looking them up, I was like, "Oh wow, you really do have a lot of toothless players." Yeah, so, so I think Zadina and Verona are the only ones with all their teeth still. Yeah, that's why they're so, so fun, happy. Fun fact about the Bertuzzi mask: it was a ch- a charity fundraiser event what? last year for COVID. It was seventy dollars per mask. Oh. That's out of my mask budget. <laughs> yeah. So it's for CanadaHelps.org. That's the only place I've been able to actually find oh, it. Well, that's depressing. So it was actually a fundraiser. Uh, well, so what I'm going to do with it now is run through the rest of the awards, and then we're going to actually get Sarah's outlook on the season and kind of outlook on next uh, before we wrap up tonight because we got like uh, tw- uh, 20 minutes left, something like that. So uh, the rest of the awards are the Winging at Motown. Hope is not a strategy award for most devastating game of the season. Um, it's most of them. You could have had an entire, you could have had a drop down list for this. One. I know. I was like, <laughs> how many games did we lose? Like seven goals to one or seven to two. And I was like, oh, it's a lot. Oh, that many. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Wing Wheel Podcast, the whole my ginger ale award for the most random event of the season. Um, that one I went to honk the horn because it's a reoccurring theme now. <laughs> it was too good. Um, our award, which is the Grindline Podcast's Thomas Nosick Memorial Award for the player most likely to be released to Seattle. Um, yeah, uh, the list is rather long, and I think right now it is between Panic and Lindstrom. Um, that's between those two, I believe. Uh, okay. Svetch, I, the way he's played recently, I don't see a team wanting to take a flyer on him. So that's kind of a it's okay. kind of a heart versus head award. Yeah. For, for yeah. people, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Jack City Stonehands Award for most snake bit player. Uh, Darren Helm's not snake bit. He's just not good. Uh, the <laughs> six seasons in a movie award for best player bromance. That's always one of my favorite awards in this year. I think Zadina and Verana get it um, for the checkmates. Uh, the Locked on Red Wings podcast New in Town Award for Best First Year Red Wing. The Spare Parts Award for the guy who is just kind of there but deserves nice things. So I think that goes back to the uh, Invisible Award. And maybe it's Alex Biega again. Um, Sam you know, Gagne got a hat that, trick. I thought it was funny that Biega was uh, was nominated for both. It's like he's forgettable. <laughs> but once you remember him, you're like, oh. He Aww. deserves something nice. Look at him. He's still a Red Wing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 2021 uh, Red Wings MVP. And that one, I think, from from who was nominated it is going to be Bernier. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think there's any contest there. I'd be surprised if that one was anywhere near close. Um, but I, I, would, I would say that. But that is the uh, that's the 2020, 21 Red Wings Awards. Sarah. 
you put a ton of work into this um, for not getting paid to do it. So we want to thank you for doing that. And uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And again, we, we've tweeted out once. We'll tweet it out a couple more times. Uh, we'll get the other people on the um, Hockey Podcast Network to tweet it out um, simply to get the votes in. Mm-hmm. Because there's, we know there's more votes out there, and I think it uh, to get a variance of opinion is probably better. Yes. And like I said, there are awards that are close, and I'm not lying. So everybody should vote. It's you also keep pinned. saying that. Well, <laughs> I gotta, I have to drive the message home. <laughs> so I'm not lying. I swear. I'm not like, well, because two years ago I said I wasn't lying and I was. So I feel like I need to. Wait, how did we know you were lying? Because I said so. Uh, (laughs) I said the best goal pick was mine. I said right after. Never never tip your hand. That's the rule. I'm I'm very honest. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, though. Um, (laughs) But in any case, it's also pinned on my Twitter, um, Helmoroids. And the awards will be presented by me on Twitter on May 15th. Seven o'clock Eastern, and you can look them up after that whenever you want. But it's more fun to uh, to hang out with me live and yep. complain or yell or be excited. And and um, we live tweet it also along with her. Uh, we do retweets and reactions, and it's a lot of fun to to do. Well, the Red Wings are probably uh, going to be working on their draft by then. So, <laughs> um, but I kind of wanted, since you are also a contributor for Winging at Motown and the co-host of a podcast currently, which I think they need to change their header because the, the little hockey guys have a P for Pete and a J for J, but it's since <laughs> it's you, it needs to be an S. Um, but, uh, I kind of wanted to get your, your feeling on the season where you you are at coming into the season and then kind of how how you progress throughout uh, up until now which the season's over in two more games um how how you kind of feel the season went uh maybe some surprises and and your feelings going into next season yeah so going into the season you know i think my my primary focus was just like should we be doing this at all and (laughs) Like not not because the wings are bad, but because of COVID. <laughs> and <laughs> oh no, just should the red wings just fold? Like, is it even decent. worth it? <laughs> you know, is it? You know, are we? Is everyone going to be okay? What happens if they're not? Um, so as the season went on, and you know, at least for the wings, players were staying mostly okay, and anyone who had COVID was was able to come back. It started to feel a little better, but then I still felt a little guilty, like enjoying it and being like, ah, eh, well. Should I be enjoying it when they're getting sick and we don't know the long term out like outcomes? But then I just I just wanted there to be hockey. And so for whatever it's worth, guilty or not, I was like, I'm kind of having fun now. And the losses didn't hurt as much as the last two years, even if they were like actually worse. They didn't feel as bad, I think, just because it was hockey there was something to hold on to something kind of normal even if normal was losing by six goals (laughs) something uh, that lets you disconnect your brain for a few hours yeah it was like okay there is something consistent from pre-pandemic and we're all together on twitter complaining about it so you're it just was like it just feels good even even if it's bad, it's still better to complain about something than then to not have it at all. Yep. So I would rather be miserable and angry and annoyed than be missing it. <laughs> so ne- negative feelings are better than none. Um, and as you know, it, it seemed like to me, the team was better. 
Um, and I don't know, again, if that's just because I was excited that there was hockey. So the losses were like, eh, it's story time with Ken and Mick. This is fun. <laughs> like, they don't even bother calling the games. Anymore. No, They're they don't. Telling, <laughs> Let's talk about the game at the prison. I'm like, oh, we must be losing by five goals. <laughs> and there's a goal and they just keep going. <laughs> they just don't they just, call the goal. Keep, yeah, it's and so it was kind of it was kind of fun that way. And I felt like the broadcasts were more, were more fun because they didn't have to travel. So Mickey was always there. Um, and always in flannel. Always there, always in flannel, always in good spirits, always just seeming like he was about to say something maybe not <laughs> great about COVID. <laughs> like like Ken Daniels has his hand like on the plug. Right? Like, a mute he's button. got the engineers like ready to hit mute, but he never <laughs> he didn't cross the line. He, he always like reeled himself back in. Um so that just that made it extra fun. Um, I think and something I hope that they'll take through is this kind of mini series um setup you know once we're kind of able to play all the teams again still have you know two games against the same team um i think that yeah, worked that really fun. well and you know as maybe as we're recording there's a certain game going on between the capitals <laughs> and the rangers <laughs> that we see the uh you know the grudge immediately boiled over there was no time for any uh there was no cooling off period no it's actually so. a recording of Slapshot Three. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we had talked about that before the season is that is something that maybe could carry over are these mini series where you do build up kind of a rivalry and you do build up maybe something happened in the previous game and you immediately get a chance to answer it instead of having to wait two weeks. I, I it's agree. Good for a team like us who doesn't really you know, we're not really good enough to have like a rival. No, nope, I mean not we, at all. we all we hate Tampa, but and they they hate us, but it's not really a rivalry because they should be embarrassed. Yeah. But, um, no, Tampa's you know, more not- the, the big kid holding the little kid's head and the little kid's flailing his arms. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally gets a good elbow in. Yes. Um, so still that, hit Chicago that helps, with all my, all my yeah. life. Yeah, that helps teams. That helps teams that kind of got me this season. It's like. I was expecting to beat up on them this season. I was not expecting to beat the Canes or no, the Bolts. No. Um, or really anyone except, <laughs> except Chicago and maybe Columbus. Um, so that was and that was kind of the other thing. I was like, is it worth beating a good team and lording it over them versus beating a bad team that you hate? <laughs> like I would have liked to have a little bit of both. But it was still and it was still fun and, and I think I really think that series set up helped and, and yep. made it made it more fun and easier to follow and you know sometimes you know if i'm doing like the writing the recap for winging at motown and anyone who's ever read one knows that i just type stream of consciousness like whatever's happening i'm just typing it <laughs> <laughs> so you know sometimes it's it gets exhausting if you lose seven to one or there were a couple of really boring games and that was that was almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> you should if you're I don't know, I think I'd rather you just be terrible than boring because if you're terrible at least Ken and Mick are going to start talking about <laughs> sod farms and <laughs> prison games and, and players from 40 years ago. <laughs> So don't yeah. leave me in this this middle ground. <laughs> I think there was one <laughs> game where there was like a player from like 1943 and Ken's like, 
uh, Ken's like, yeah, Mick, do you remember him? I'm like, it was 1943. <laughs> like, I don't think Mick remembers him. <laughs> and then Mick's like, ah, oh, yeah, that guy. I'm like, are you serious? He remembers the guy from 1943. <laughs> but he doesn't remember the players currently on the team. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think and I think your assessment is right. And you and you said that you th- you feel like they were better and and they have been better. I mean, their defense has improved tenfold. I mean, it couldn't really be worse than it was last season, but it, it's improved a bit. And then and then the latter half of the season, the offense improved where we were getting goals from guys like Ernie. We brought in someone like Verona, who, who came in hot and started scoring. We're getting better play from guys like Michael Rasmussen, and we got good play from guys like Stahl. So the, the team is is better and and it's it's evident and we've won more games than we did all of last season now so the the team is better it makes it more fun to watch and and it shows that going forward i think there's promise but i kind of wanted to get your outlook on what what you're looking for next season uh well i think one thing that we're all looking for is cider and oh my um, god how his yes, how his game's gonna gonna translate like if he does anything wrong, everyone's going to be devastated. You know, that's that's almost going to work against him is how high our expectations are and our desperation for a good defenseman. <laughs> Please. Just one. For nothing, like Bernier will pay for his plane ticket. Like, get him over, get, get him over here. Um, you know, because right now he's he's throwing, you know, adults around like they're little like just like they're nothing like, like they're nothing <laughs> i was like oh and did a mosquito land on me and he laughs about it and he thinks it's hilarious so <laughs> oh. you know it'd be i i want that like reverse checking energy yep. of you know someone just he's only gonna be bigger in. he's only gonna get bigger yeah he's he's still a growing lad so <laughs> i'm really I, hoping that it 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 translates well and you know, there'll be there'll be growing pains or always are and if he needs more development time, then we'll know and be like, okay, he's not quite keeping up. We'll see how he does in Grand Rapids, bring him back up, do the whole, well, I guess it won't be a taxi squad, but you know, up and down thing, or hopefully up the whole time, whether it's because he's so great or because the rest of the defense is so terrible. It's <laughs> uh, good or, chance that. Or, or Jeff Blasha will do what Jeff Blasha does and like, be like, oh, it's your birthday on the bench. Oh, your parents <laughs> are here on the bench. Your grandma on died bench. on the bench. We <laughs> <laughs> like just crushed his spirit. Um, give him the old Chalosky treatment. But oh. that'll be that'll be something. But I, I think kind of in general next year, it's you know, it's showing we're we're trimming off, you know, dead weight. Um I hate to say that, but like money. You know, money and Stephen Weiss will be off the books. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stephen, who? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> old, old glass bones. He'll be off, oh. and uh, you know, so we're we're stocking up money. We're stocking up prospects, and you know, not signing these horrible contracts. So it's you know, it's it's encouraging to see that we're moving in the right direction. Eiserman knows what he's doing, even if on trade deadline day everyone was bitching for the whole time, and then he's like, and hit the math button, <laughs> idiots. <laughs> it's like, oh, haha, I fooled you again. <laughs> Surprise, duck bags. Like, I was waiting for this to be like a 3 a.m. trade. You can't just trade in the middle of the day. Like, that, yeah, that's person. normal. Stop it, Stevie. What happened to you? Someone, someone probably woke him up, be like, hey, Steve, it's it's deadline, it's, it's deadline. Oh, shit. I gotta, I gotta do something. 
something. Yeah. Well, that's well, today, like, God man, damn it. They're always like, I woke up from a nap and did this. Or like, I woke up from a nap and, and Mantha had texted me. I woke up from a nap and I missed a call from Steve. And it's like, how many naps do you take? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, look at him. Every, every interview, it looks like he just woke up. <laughs> he's uh, in his office. He's got a, a, some type of raggedy Red Wing sweatshirt on that he's probably had for 20 years. He's like, God, really, these people want to talk to me again. That's <laughs> been a really great thing about this season, though, is seeing this like human side of Iserman. The I normal was, side? Like, I was seeing like old tweets when he was in Tampa and I was like, I bet Iserman has never relaxed <laughs> five years. I bet he wears a suit to bed. And now it's like he wouldn't be caught dead in a suit. Yeah, all he's he wearing, does is relax. Yeah. He's got hoodies. He's like talking about it, like, oh, yeah, I had it on mute and my camera off. I was doing yoga during, <laughs> during like the draft. <laughs> it's like he's, oh. it, he's he's really funny and he's really and he's human. And, you know, that's that's fun to see, um, to see his, you know, to me, it was always like kind of a Bond villain. And I'm like, oh, no, he's just like a dad. He's got like <laughs> dad energy. That's in control of the Red Wings future. It's great to know. Yeah. It's just, um, but Ryan, I have the new trademark and, and you'll hear it first and I can date this episode. Um, oh. Fresh pressed cider. Ooh. Whenever he gets someone real good. That or cold pressed cider, but I thought fresh pressed cider was good. Um, I just need cider and juice on the same line. Exactly. Do you want your cider or do you want your juice? That's. <laughs> I hope you get some t-shirts in the pipeline with that. I do. I have ideas. It's time. That's the, the yeah. thing I don't have. Um, the t-shirts are not a 10 minute Photoshop. They're a little bit more involved than that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I agree, Sarah. I Going forward, I there's hope. Uh, the draft are you coming in yes. for, for game one next year do you hope to any plans no plans but i hope to i certainly have vacation time saved up because where have i been nowhere <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh. I'm, I'm i'm hoping to get in get in for game one if not then definitely sometime next season you know if winging at motown has a meetup and that just turns into like an everybody meetup but uh the last the last home opener that I was allowed to go to was super fun. Um, that was yep. fantastic. It was a great we'll, time. We'll, we'll have something just as good um, next next season. Yeah, it was. Uh, I have three hundred and seventy dollars in StubHub credit since I couldn't go to the last game of the season that I had tickets <laughs> for. Uh, so I have a ton of StubHub credit where I will be getting very good seats to the home opener in October. So uh, on yeah, the, uh, on the blue line. <laughs> Yeah, I did center Ooh, ice like two rows up. That'll be my seats. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good. Oh, no, I mean playing. I mean, you're going to be playing. Oh, defense. Yeah. Oh. You're just as good as oh. Mark Stahl. Oh, no, we didn't. Wow, get, wow. We didn't sign a goalie. <laughs> Guess I'll be a net. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that's where we're going to where we're going to end it tonight, because everyone's time is valuable and it's 945 at night. And generally, I'm almost asleep by now because of a, of a newborn. <laughs> we're, we're all senior citizens. <laughs> Same. Yeah, it's, 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 clear, it's already bedtime. Honestly, it's a much better life. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank you, Sarah, for coming on uh, and being a guest with us tonight. Everyone, please go vote in the 8th Annual Detroit Red Wings Awards. Go listen to the For Sure podcast on the Winging It in Motown podcast network. Again, go follow Sarah at Helmeroids, H-E-L-M-E-R-R-O-I-D-S on Twitter. Sarah, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for uh, for having me and helping me with the uh, the awards and sponsoring one. It'll yeah, be a, it'll be a great looking award. 
it'll be if nothing it'll look fantastic um and then ryan thanks i guess for coming on whatever yeah no problem you know do what i can <laughs> uh, but that's gonna do it for us tonight as always you can find us on twitter at grindline pod if you go to howie's hockey and use promo code grindline at checkout you get 10 percent off your order if you use that same promo code at bring hockey back you get 12 percent off we like to give a shout out to founders who's the official beer of the grindline podcast and you can check out our merch at redbubble.com by searching the grindline you'll find our shop there with a bunch of t-shirts mugs and other stuff we also like to give a shout out to the hockey podcast network if you follow them at hockey Podnet, you will find a bunch of sweet podcasts from not only the detroit red wings but other teams around the league uh but that's going to do it for us tonight so for greg and ryan you stay classy hockey town